Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Doubt on Tap After Show. I'm Dan. I'm Mike. And we are the, the Simple, Simple Theologians. Theologians. Yeah, I'm not doing it. No rift? No. Oh, your no rift has caused a rift. That's all right. In the time and space that's continuum. That's all right. We'll be okay. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. Well, that's I need to feel it. You're you're not feeling it because you're very very focused on these shoes that you need to buy. <laughs> I set it aside. I set it aside. Yeah, but you still are thinking about them because, you know, shoes. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> now, <laughs> oh, so I, you know, it's it's funny, y'all, y- y'all that listen to this uh, podcast don't don't totally understand how this usually works so i'm going to give you a quick glimpse uh behind the curtain Ooh, a little bit of inside baseball that's right that's right so um typically i roll in here to to cream and crumb and mike has everything set up and he's just kind of sitting here tapping his toe twiddling his thumbs waiting for me to arrive and i don't know if, if slightly annoyed is the right word but he's 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 not annoyed not annoyed but but you're definitely like ready to get things going, because you have a busy day. You have you have I, things. I do have a busy day. You have things that need to get done, and so to this week, I was like, "All right, you know what? The reality is, I'm not going to get there until 9:30." So I just said, "Hey, and I knew that. Let, let's just do 9:30." Yeah, that's fine. Right. So I was so still here at 8:30. So I come, which is fantastic. So I come rolling in at 9:30. And as always, Mike has everything set up, ready to go. I grab my grab my cup of coffee, sit down, get everything set up, and I'm sitting here, staring at Mike. <laughs> and, and Mike is <laughs> Mike is completely focused on his phone. Uh, and after about 20 minutes, finally, I'm like, so it, w- what? it wasn't 20. minutes. It was 20 minutes. I was like, so what? What we, we gonna do this? Or it, and he's like, bro. I'm buying shoes. That's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so I said buying shoes. He says, "Well, I'm finagling the budget so I'm that I can buy the shoes." Budget so I can buy shoes. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, no, this this is an it's an important deal. Like I haven't I haven't bought uh, a a new pair of running shoes for the gym in about a year. Right. So the ones I have are pretty worn down. Yes. And yesterday at the gym, my ankle started hurting for no reason. Uh, well, the there is a reason. Well, the reason yes, is your shoes are old. The reason is my shoes are old. Yeah. Uh, and worn down. That's right. And so I need to figure out. Just like out. your body. Ouch. Well, no, this is the reality. When when having a pair of shoes that aren't like sparkly uh, brand that's, new that's makes your body hurt randomly, that means that you're old. That's true. I experienced the same thing. Because I've seen my kids running flip-flops with no problems. Exactly. So, yeah. So I needed to find a, a – and I – shop the outlets online and because it, it has to be a very specific brand right. for me or my back goes out which right. i'm old so yep uh so yeah so i had to had to find it had to finagle the budget had to to talk it over with my wife and, so and just the sooner i get that stuff ordered the sooner it gets here the sooner i can get back that's to right running. and you and you and the sooner you continue to be more awesome that's right that's right so, so this is this is the peek behind the curtain. Yeah, um, so <laughs> I'm sure you're all very very interested in <laughs> in the fact that I'm buying shoes. But, but it just it just cracked me up. So um, anyway, doubt on tap happens Tuesday nights, 
at 8 o'clock here at Cream and Crumb in uh, Depot Town, Ypsilanti, which is located at 44 East Cross Street. Solid work this yes. week. You finally got it memorized. Uh-huh. Well done, sir. Right and, across uh, the street from Aubrey's, right next to Sidetrack and Mays. Uh, lots of, lots of good restaurants. Ollie. Uh, and And found out this morning... Uh, well, Tuesday night, we completely tapped out the fall old fashion. Completely gone, emptied it, no more. Solid. Uh, and so now if you want a old-fashioned, it just has to be an old-fashioned old-fashioned. Right, just a regular old Ollie right. old-fashioned, which are fantastic. Fantastic. But starting, uh, starting soon, I'm told, they're going to have the winter old-fashioned, which is similar to the fall old-fashioned, yep. except uh, the, the whiskey... Is being infused with pecan, roasted pecans. Oh, Patrick! Yes, yes, Patrick. <laughs> uh, I, I am, I'm. Our dude, yeah. is 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 just super skilled. That's right. Super, like, super skilled. Like I liked Patrick before I knew how crazy he was about uh, the these these old fashioned concoctions. Yeah, and now like. Just skyrocketed in the every book. once in a while. Mike just is walking around, and all of a sudden, he just he just exclaims, "Oh, Patrick!" Yeah, and in, it's in it's awkward, but it in a it, way it better accent than that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, uh, doubt on tap. Uh, four rules. Well, one, first rule is we end in one hour. Second rule is everybody talks. Third rule is that uh, everybody has to respect one another. And the last rule is that there has to be a moderator and uh we have we've been playing a little game with that but the last couple of weeks I've simply just done it and uh cuz I've really enjoyed the topics well, so and it, that's and been it's fun. been good cuz we've had bigger groups the last couple of weeks oh, huge and groups and, and this week not only did we have probably one of the biggest groups since the beginning of of this season of doubt on tap yeah but Cream and Crumb was freaking jammed. Yeah. That, that is the curse of Doubt on Tap. It is. It is. We, we go somewhere, places get jumping. Yeah. Because Thursday night I'm here. Yeah. I was the only one in, like, in two hours, within two hours. Two-hour block. Dude, I've ne- I, I seriously, like, Tuesday night, I was talking to Zandy af- after Doubt on Tap yeah. got over. Our get favorite this. Our favorite barista slash bartender. Absolutely. She's 100 times better than Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> he says as Patrick sits right behind That's me. That's right, but okay. which I like. After we've also said how great Patrick yeah, is, so that tells you how great Zandy is. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, so I'm talking to Zandy, and she was like, <laughs> she goes, she, she's like, there are so many people <laughs> that their weights were so long yeah. that they had to discount almost every drink. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> 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 so, there were so many of us. Yeah. And then there were so many other people. It just was like the line, it, like they were almost having to stand yeah. outside. I remember. I mean, that's pretty cool. This is this is just it's a Tuesday night. Yes, well, and, and but I think but about I, that for yeah, a minute. You're you're at a you're at a an ice cream slash bar slash coffee shop yeah. thing on a Tuesday night. On a Tuesday night, and the line was almost out the door. That's right. It's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. And, so. and I and I like that. Uh, I mean. Of course, we 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 have this uh, this idea in our heads that it's because we're here, because um, we've seen it all over the place. We have. It, it seems to be a theme. But uh, but I but I like that uh, that the business is coming here. It's yeah, a good me place. It deserves a, the business. Oh man, locally uh, owned, operated, awesome. Ever in Depot Town? Not even on a Tuesday night, but any time uh, except for Mondays are closed. 
uh, stop into Cream and Crumb. You're not going to be disappointed. No, you're not. It is the best. So our topic this week um, was uh, entitled Death of a Statesman. You were, you, you were just trying to be so clever. I really wasn't. See, that's the thing. I, 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 I really... I really wasn't. I just, I mean, it the the phrase just kind of popped in my head because the yeah. idea came to me as I was reflecting on George H. W. Bush passing away. Yeah, and, and just kind of the the reality that you know he might have been the he might have been truly the last kind of presidential statesman that that we've had, um, or that we will have. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to change. But he was he was a Regardless of whether or not you liked his politics, um, well, and, you know but, he, and, he was that, he was a true statesman. That also depends very much on your definition of statesman, which which we discussed, which was a huge <laughs> part of the conversation, right? Um, and and I thought that was interesting, um, be because I didn't the the part of the states. The, we we got off on this topic, um, this conversation about statesmen, and and and, and initially the, the way it was defined did not include a moral element, and right. um, it was purely just a, you know, the ability to get people to do what you want them to do, kind of thing, and and I didn't, I, I didn't like that aspect. I didn't like that kind of definition. Well, right, because we were 10 minutes in and somebody was like, well, Hitler got people to do what he wanted them to do. Which, based on the initial definition, was, was dead nuts on. Yeah. And um, and so I just, uh, yeah, that that piece was, and in, in, in being the moderator, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, to tweak that out, um, but I really appreciated when we finally added the moral element because I don't, I don't think... Hitler was was a great statesman. I think Hitler was a deranged lunatic who who was just evil and, and people bought into it because it 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 made them feel good. And yeah. um and so when you when you start thinking about that moral aspect, I think that's where this some of this conversation about what is a great, you know, what is a statesman, how does this look um really begins to to take meaning at least for me. Um and and that's where I think we've, especially in our current political climate, man, we we have lost we have lost that piece pretty significantly. Yeah, for for me, when I when I think of of a statesman, a statesperson, uh, I my mind tends to go less political. Yeah, uh, as to somebody who who doesn't see themselves as beholden to the party that got them elected, but beholden to the people. Sure. Right? Yep. That is that is going to work for the general good of of the many. Yep. Uh, not just the special interest, not just the, uh, the people with the money, uh, but everybody. Yep. And I, and I don't think we, we see that today. Um, I'd no. Liked, I'd like to believe that we, we've, uh, we've seen that. Um, in in some of our presidents, but but the truth is, uh, <laughs> the truth is, I think I think the idea of a statesman 
estates person is is probably more mythological than we like to admit. Yeah. Um, that because because everybody, even George H. W. Bush, uh, ha- has skeletons, has has and things that that you know, and, and it's not about perfection. I get that. Right. Because I, I think I mean I think. I think though with that, I mean, if if we're looking for somebody without skeletons, I mean, then then we've never, it, which which goes to your myth, right. myth thing. But I but I do think we can look at some of these, these former leaders and say, you know what, they did they did put, um, they did put country over over themselves, and um, I mean, I think. Yeah, but it's not just over themselves; it's over their, their over their party, party. I, yeah, and, the, the and, whole thing. And I and I. And I don't, because I mean, I think I look at you know, like someone said, well, I don't think Jimmy Carter was was a statesman, and I'm like, bullcrap. Jimmy Carter was a great statesman. Jimmy Carter, um, I think, much like George H. W. Bush, sought to put country over party, sought to put country over his own power, his own success, try to do what was right. Even though it made him unpopular, right? Okay, and if we and if we use the word, if we if we if we flop in there, a, a states person is somebody who seeks uh, a, a leader who seeks to put people over party. Yeah. Uh, then we get into a different category, and then, I think then we then we get into the realm of the real. And I, and I think that's yeah, and I think that's where we're, and I think that's where we need to be. Yeah. And and that's where I think you know you look at um, as as I look at. You know, really starting with, you know, really starting with Clinton through our current presidency, you know, Clinton, Bush, Obama and and Trump. And, and Trump is seems to be the logical conclusion to or the logical end to which we've been to the trajectory which began with uh, with Clinton is this win at all costs and and make make the other side losers and 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 we've seen it it seems like we've seen it ever since ever since kind of those those mid-90s it seems to be the trajectory now you know clinton on a much smaller scale than bush bush on a slightly smaller scale than obama and trump has just taken it to a whole new extreme And, and we're seeing it in the way that i mean just watching this this week that fiasco that took place in the Oval Office with with the Democratic leaders and Trump and yeah. Pence, it, and it was just uh, it, it was. I don't, I don't. It's been fascinating to me to watch the different partisans try to spin that thing. Uh-huh. But if you're outside a party and you look at that, I mean, it literally was three baby boomers screaming and yelling and throwing a tent- temper tantrum w- at each other. And then there's Pence sitting in the corner just with his eyes closed. And, y- and it was like, <laughs> it struck me. It was like, that's my face I make when my kids are, are fighting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there, there wasn't an adult in the room. And, and it was an embarrassment to our country. It was an embarrassment to um, to every citizen. Every it, it, that, that, was a, that was a travesty. And it was a joke. And Well, and that's... Yeah, and that and that's where we've ended up. And and I, you know, it's it's easy. It's easy to say, 
So I would I would agree that it started during the Clinton era, mm-hmm. uh, and actually probably a little before that. Just the 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 polarizing of the country, mm-hmm. um, and I think for our leadership, it and and I'm I'm going to include uh, George W. and uh, Trump in this. Uh, it is they're they're playing to to the people, to the people that are going to to their base that's going right. to elect them. Uh, and and the same thing with the Democrats. They're playing to their base because they want to get elected. Yep. Um, and it's about keeping power, and it's not about it's not about the people. But as as that has become very very apparent, that is the direction politics has taken. I mean, think about it. We, and and we, the reality of sorry, the reality of 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 how people can be manipulated by fear on both sides. Yep. Uh, that's what we've we've come to, and so what? it's not about the the greater good of the people uh it's about what story are the people going to believe that's going to keep us in power yeah i mean when 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 political theory is driven by a megan trainer song we we are in we are in huge huge trouble because what you just said in summary is it's all about that base it's all about that base. That's <laughs> and right. you missed out on that joke, and it makes me so sad. I was waiting for it, and, and you kept having this little grin. And I thought for sure, I was like, oh, he's going to bring it. He's gonna, and then he didn't bring it, so I had to bring it for you. Um, this is <laughs> – but you're exactly right. It it has become it has become all about that base. And <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work this thing until <laughs> the legs fall off of it. But it's and, – and because of that – because it's all about the base, we have nothing but trouble. We have nothing. We we do. <laughs> it's so true. This is what I'm saying. How sad is it? I mean, you know, this is this is the reality that we live in, and 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 it, the polarization takes place because because nobody, I don't care what letter is after your name, nobody is willing to move toward the other. Nobody. Because if you do, you're not you're not going to get elected. Exactly. Because it's all about power consolidation. Yeah. When it becomes all about power consolidation, then it stops being about what it's supposed to be about. Exactly. Which is doing what is best for, for the, people. the people and for the country. Yeah. And and what's amazing to me, though, is when I sit around this table on Tuesday nights, I don't see that polarization. No. I, I Buddy, see you, you came in here Tuesday night. Like, I hadn't been on, on Twitter, so now I'm on Twitter because... because Apparently, uh, last week I I branded one of our one of our friends as a as a climate change denier <laughs> on the podcast, and I didn't realize I did that. And there was a there was a thread on it on Facebook or on Twitter, Wh- and which so which for the record was me talking to myself mostly. Yeah, but but like <laughs> my my goal is not I I would never intentionally right right it was just part of the conversation, and so. So when 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 the Todd walked in, like well, you told me, and my, I turned white, like whiter than white, yeah, and and felt sick to my stomach because, uh, the Todd who he and I have different views on things politically, uh, I I consider him a really close friend, yeah, uh, 
and I don't I don't want to hurt him or offend him or make him think I'm stereotyping him as one thing that he's not. Right. Uh, and so, because, and so because he walked in, and I had to apologize, and you be, know, and because he, did, he didn't, he was, he was, he was, he was messed me. around. But, but for the record, Todd does not deny climate change. He doesn't. He just has some questions about the the response to it. So, and s- some very good questions. Yeah, and and so this, but this is the because here, because what strikes me is you have this this group of people sitting around this table, who do have radically different political perspectives and and yet they are not polarized they all can sit around the table and say okay i hear what you're saying we share the same goal let's discuss the means to the ends yeah our leaders refuse to do that because they don't think they have the same because they've they've so demonized one another well and and this is the thing is even 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 within that party, right? You th- think about a, another table that a group of people sit around to talk about the issues, uh, being the president's cabinet. Yeah. Do you think that the conversation in that room is about getting to the to the truth of the issue or getting to the solution that's going to be best for everybody, or do you think people are putting out ideas that they think? Are going to keep them in their position. That's exactly in, right. In their it's, power. Yeah, it's about it's about being right, not about getting yeah. it right. Here, here we sit around this table, and yeah, we don't have to make these these big life or death decisions, but we are able to be honest with each other and say, yep. "Hey, I honestly, I I don't think you've thought that through." And, and this is where you know, um, I wish, I wish every president, every person that wins the presidency is required to read a team of rivals by um uh, uh uh what's her face i can't remember her name now <laughs> um but but i know how the title's right but it's about lincoln's cabinet um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah joyce kern's goodwin i think is her name yes um yes, that yes, was yes. that is one of the best books i've ever read and it's a you know in, in, a, in a nutshell it's about how lincoln constructed his cabinet of all the people that ran against uh, him doris kern's good doris kern's good i was close um, Doris Kearns Goodwin. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's about it's about a president in a in a radically divided nation. Radically, I mean, <laughs> radically <laughs> divided nation. <laughs> um, and and yet, what is he? He doesn't surround himself with yes people. He doesn't surround himself into to create a vacuum in his cabinet. He he places his rivals in his cabinet, people that would challenge him, people that would make him better, people that would force and him to think about what is the best for the country. And that, I would argue, is is the, the attitude of a statesperson. Yes, absolutely. You want, you want to know what the other side is, is yes. thinking and feeling, and, and not, and, and not, not to crush it, but to address it, to find the compromise. Exactly, and not even to... And not even just to find out what they're thinking, but you... you the the true statesperson wants them around the table, helping to create the solution. Yeah. Be, because because then then you get to something that is, then you get to something that is better. You get to you, you get to that place where it's like, ah, maybe we've actually achieved something. Yeah. So but, like like I had, 
like I don't really have a choice that who's at, at my ad council meetings at these churches because they're small churches and the people that are are interested in being there are going to be there. Right. Uh, but what I like about these churches is is as I sit there, I'm kind of uh, at least in the analogy of politics, I'm I'm the president, I'm I'm the face of the party, as it were, uh, uh, the face of the nation, whatever. Yeah. But everybody around that table, uh, I'll come in and I'll throw out an idea. Yep. And I have people there who are going to be like, oh, that's awesome. I love it because they're looking at it from the a similar perspective as me. But I also have people who are like, well, have you thought about the logistics of this, 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 and this? And they're not trying to be naysayers as much as they're trying to say, you probably haven't thought this whole through. And then there are people who are like, no, I just think that's going to be a bad idea. Right. Uh, but we get to have that conversation, and it's not about power. Uh, it's it's about figuring out the right thing to do. Yep. And the right way to do it, not about who's got the power. Exactly. So so, yeah. The 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 team of rivals thing. Uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin. F- fantastic idea. Um, provided the people we elect know how to read. Yep. And I don't, and I don't think just presidents. I think elected officials. Yeah. Uh, anybody uh, uh, who seeks to lead should have to read to that. that. Yeah, they need to read that book. It needs to be. It needs to be required reading. I let's let's start a petition. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course, we might need to elect a president that can read. First, 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 first order of business: teach our our, our political leaders how to read. Yep. Uh, second. Make them read. Make them read. Team of Team rivals. Of rivals. <laughs> uh, so, um, as we wrap up this episode, we do want to invite you guys to uh, doubt on tap. Yes. Uh, Tuesday night. Th- this coming Tuesday night, which is what uh, the eighteenth, the eighteenth of of December, will be our last one for two thousand and eighteen, um, or aught eighteen. That, that makes my heart sad. It does. Except the next Tuesday is Christmas. Which makes your heart happy. Yes, it does. So, um, but we're doing Cause something. Because Jesus is born and I get to give presents to That's people. That's right. Win-win. I'm really excited to give you your present this I'm ex- week. I'm excited to receive it. Because it, so. it was just going to be a random white elephant that I hoped you got, but then you go and change the white elephant to, be, right. all, to be all uh, all. I'll give you an altruistic and, and, and stuff. And, and, and help you of neighbor, which That's I right. love. So. So, so speaking of that, yeah, here, yeah. here's the deal. If, if you're coming... If you're coming, what we would love for you to do is buy a small gift, buy a gift for um, uh, for an infant, for a little boy, a little girl. We have a list, right? Can we put the list on, on Facebook? We have a list. What I'll do is, uh, yeah, the list will be at uh, facebook.com slash doubtontap. I will, I will drop the list there. Um, I'll also include it in the description here uh, on this podcast. Oh, good idea. Um, grab the list. We're, we're partnering with Hope Clinic, a, uh, a local organization here in Ypsilanti that, that helps and cares for the least of these, um, the, the folks who, who are kind of falling between the cracks and um, in society. And so so we are, our White Elephant gift exchange is going to be exchanging gifts that we will then in turn donate uh, to Hope Clinic. So buy some new stuff. We'll put a list up. And, uh, man, we, we would love to just jam out Cream and Crumb Tuesday night oh, with a ton of people giving gifts, fill our cars. And uh, Wednesday, then, we will deliver those, those gifts to, to Hope Clinic. And uh, it's, we just want to bless their socks off. Yeah, I'm, 
With some socks. With some socks. <laughs> I, yeah, I am totally pumped about that because you, because you're right. What we what we typically do is like we go to the basement and we pick something out that maybe is going to end up in somebody else's basement. Right. Uh, and and now we're gonna we're gonna come and we're gonna give give some gifts that are. Uh, it's going to be fun still, uh, but it's also going to going to help some yep. people out. Which and, and, and we're gamifying this, so if you yes. come, uh, you you got a shot to win a, a uh, cream and crumb gift certificate. Yep. So, uh, guys, we hope you'll come out Tuesday night, December eighteenth. Be a part of this uh, this extravaganza of giving and fun. Eight o'clock, right Eight. here at Cream and Crumb at yep. forty four East Cross Street, Nipsilani Depot Town. So until then, I'm Dan. I'm Mike. And we are the, the Simple, Simple Theologians. Theologians. Solid work. There you go. I feel better. All right. I feel better. The space-time right. continuum has been, uh, <laughs> has been, been repaired. Healed. It's been healed. Yeah, right. solid work. All right. Catch you later. Peace. There it is. He looked at me like, why aren't you hitting the stop button? I'm like, well, because you haven't said peace yet. All and right. we always got to have the mic peace at the end. That's true. Peace. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs>